Welcome to the Life's Necessities and Luxuries Radio Show. Today, our host, Dawn Marie Nutel, your life's commodities broker, will bring you fashion, beauty tips, business acumen, teach you where to find the life's greatest necessities and the finest luxuries. Now, here's Dawn Marie. Welcome, my friends, back to another episode of Life's Necessities and Luxuries. I am so excited to share with you something I've been working on for quite some time now for you guys. It's a program I put together, and I'm hoping that it's okay to share a little bit about it. The Let's Shop in Your Closet, the Fashion Styling Academy at your home. I'm your stylist, Dawn Marie Mutel, and I've had a love of fashion since I was able to put on my own clothes at age three. But I became a certified image consultant with the Fashion Institute of Technology because I wanted to help others look and feel their best. So I started helping men and women find their unique styles and their fashion-forward image. I help you dress quickly, effortlessly, stylishly, confidently, and inexpensively. In modules one through three, you'll learn about your face shape, what your body type is, and the best silhouettes that look best on them. And in module three, we'll cover the hairstyles and accessories that's going to enhance your face shape. In modules four to six, you'll learn about the color palette for your skin temperature. Accessorize with caution so that you don't overdo it. And in module six, you'll learn about the fabrics, collars, and necklines that will work best for your face shape and for your body type. And in modules seven through nine, you'll learn how to clutter bust your closet and build a capsule wardrobe where you can get 30 outfits for under $100. And in module nine, we're going to shop in your closet and put it all together. So join us today in this one-of-a-kind class in your home, accessible at any time that you want. It's time to shout it out and wear it out. Learn to love your clothes and get excited about your wardrobe again. Declutter your closet and love everything in it. Learn how to mix and match some outfits and get excited about your wardrobe again. Or we can do a closet analysis together via Skype or Zoom where I'll help you decide what you might need to keep, toss, or add to create a working wardrobe so that you'll love what you wear every day. Sign up today. I've got a special price for this year. It's only $97. This is normally a $1,997 course. And you can take it at any time of day in the privacy in your home. Go to www.letshopinyourcloset.com. Start your year off for 2021 looking and feeling fantastic. Don't delay. Grab your copy today. We'll see you inside. Today, we're going to talk about when is enough enough? When you were a young girl or a young boy, did you watch TV shows and things that were very luxurious and you really made you desire having those riches in your life? Or did you grow up looking at them like, well, it's nice, but you know, if I don't have it, it's okay. I found that I think I'm the latter. Yes, I love luxury, but I think it's crazy some of the prices of things even if I was super rich, that I probably would not pay for. What do I mean by that? Well, these Birkin bags, right? Everybody's like, oh, the Birkin bag, the Birkin bag. But paying for a pocketbook that could be a down payment for a home, I have trouble justifying 
that it's okay to buy that item. Now, if you love collecting Birkins, more power to you. I'm not saying that it's wrong to do it, but I just feel that the kids today, when they're watching TV, that maybe they're watching their parents' shows and, you know, maybe you're watching some housewife shows with the kids and it's all about the Benjamins, right? It's all about, oh, the, the big house and the fancy cars and the fancy clothes and the fancy jewelry and et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm a stylist, right? And I believe that you should look good. And I believe that you should present yourself well to the world. But I don't believe that you should have to hide behind the excess. You know, I said years and years ago, I said to myself, you know, Dawn Marie, if you don't become rich the way you want to, it doesn't mean that you're going to sacrifice being happy. And I think a lot of people forgot that you can be happy with simple little things. It doesn't have to be expensive, high ticket things, right? Because I mean, I know when I go outside and I watch a sunset, I'm in awe of the beauty. And I've taught myself over the years to find those little nuggets in nature that really will set my soul on fire to be really precious and something that really make my day. Because we can go through day to day to day and not really think about our beautiful surroundings or the beauty that maybe somebody gives you this beautiful warm embrace and a hug and a, or a long luxurious kiss, right? Those things are beautiful too. But I feel a lot of people substitute things for emotion or for feelings or for love or for, you know, maybe they're bored or, you know, fill in the blank, right? Because we can substitute things. You know, it made me realize like, you know, we, we always look for these external things to make us happy and to feel happy. But I've been trying to stay grounded with this because, you know, I have gone through so many like financial disasters that I said, if I don't remain happy, I'm just going to be a miserable person. And I didn't want to be a miserable person because I've been around miserable people. And you know what? They're no fun to be around. So think about some of the things. Maybe you're feeling stagnant or maybe you're just feeling like you want to do something else with your life or with your time and you're not doing it. And so maybe you're just using other things to squash the feelings, right? So sometimes we have to really sit down with our thoughts and sometimes our thoughts can really cripple us to not do something that we really should do, or we know that we should be doing, but we're not doing it for some reason or another. You've probably heard me say this before in some of my other podcasts, but luxury is just about a feeling of like that feeling of being enveloped in warmth. Like, you know, when you throw on a a really warm blanket when you're cold, and it really makes you feel nice and wrapped up and just feels good, right? And now I think sometimes when we go shopping, we may feel like, oh, this is great. It's a high. You feel really good and you're getting all these fun things. But then you know what? That's going to last for like a day or two. And then you're going to crash. And then the cycle's going to kick in again, right? And you're going to go back out and you're going to do it again. And, you know, some people have unlimited budgets and they can do whatever they want. But I used to think like, you know what? But are you happy? Are you truly happy? If you didn't have all that stuff, would you be happy? And I have a feeling that the answer is going to be no. And I don't want you guys to think that things will make you happy. Because there's just things. When we die, we can't take those things with us. But I just want you to be happy. And I want you to think, you know, when is enough enough? So if you find that you may be 
spiraling in in one area or another. Now, it doesn't have to be like physical things, right? Like clothing or cars or, you know, jewelry. It could also be just, you know, running away from things. Like, I feel like I used to travel a lot when I was in my 20s and 30s and 40s, and I was all over the place. And I wondered, is it because I want to explore the earth? Or am I running away from something? So I started to think about that. And I realized that no, I just want to experience these things. But there were times where I was traveling because I did not have a home of my own. I was crashed on my sister's uh, floor for about a year. And I was very depressed. I had just been hit about uh, a year earlier. Uh, with the drunk driver. And then my mom, the year before that, she had passed away and she suffered from cancer. And she was in her deathbed for 90 days in a hospital before she passed away. And it was just grueling to see someone you love so dearly and know that you can't do anything to help them. But I found that I was traveling a lot. And I just kept going from place to place to place. And I realized because I didn't have my own bed to sleep in, I was sleeping on this little whole out thing on the floor. And it made me feel like I was a failure. And, you know, that never makes anyone feel good. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I was doing a lot of things to run away from something I had to deal with. And it, it was about, you know, dealing with the injury in the body, dealing with the loss of, of my mom. And, and I knew she was going to go when I was young, because when I was young, like, you remember, nine years old, I think it was, I had a dream that she had died. And I woke up, like, so hurt. And my parents were much older. My siblings are much older. I have, you know, siblings that are 16 and 14 and uh, seven years older than me. So I knew growing up, my parents weren't going to be around for me when I was an adult. And sure enough, by the age of 27, I was an orphan, you know, and I lost both my parents. And it's horrible, you know, I knew like, well, if I get married, they're not going to be there. If I have a baby, they're not going to be there, um, which it, it's a weird thing. So I just want to get back to being happy, right? We all want to be happy. Isn't that what the goal of life is, is to live it to the fullest and be happy? We have to be careful. Okay, so let's just say we have to be careful how we do it because we don't want to put a Band-Aid over something that could be a little deeper that we need to kind of work through. Because if we don't work through those issues that may be underlying, then you're just going to keep putting that Band-Aid on and going through life, not realizing like there really is something that needs to be dealt with. But once you deal with it, it's dealt with. And then you can like move on, right? Because now it's done. But finding happiness in those little things you know, think about all the little things that can really make you happy. I mean, just having a beautiful cup of coffee, like a cappuccino or a, a beautiful, you know, latte that has a, the foam at the top and little sprinkle of cinnamon. And it's like it was prepared with special hands just for you, right? Or do you just take that cup of coffee and not think anything about it? And you just drink it and it's like, oh, no big deal. When somebody prepares something for me, I feel a sense of gratitude because it's like, wow, they took the time to make it for me. I remember one time I went to get a coffee like that and um, he made, you know, these little leaves with the foam and I was like thrilled and I didn't want to even drink the damn thing because it looks so pretty. But I just sat with it for a while before I actually took that sip because I knew as soon as I sip that coffee, the leaves are going to go away. And I think I even took a picture and posted it up on my Instagram at one point because it just, to me, it was like, oh, how pretty. 
You know, somebody created this artistic thing in a coffee. <laughs> and it is the little things that get me excited. You know, sometimes they're supernatural. And what I mean by that is that it's, you know, one of God's works. And maybe he, you know, does this beautiful sky in the morning or in the evening. Or, you know, I see a stork flying overhead or I have these sand cranes making these like amazing sounds. It sounds like I'm in the Amazon when they fly overhead, but and you see their wingspan is like huge. But finding those little things to make you happy, not necessarily the things you have to buy out of a store to make you happy, will get you through so many different things in life. It will get you through so many of those bad times or those rough times or those winter times when we go through the changes in our lives. You know, we always have to go through something, right? And why do we go through these things? I think it's just to make us stronger, to make us learn what we want out of life, and also to learn what we don't want out of life. So it's important to not only know what you want out of life, but it's so important to also know what you don't want out of life. And that's something I remember learning some mistakes through my sister's or my brother's acts. So when they did something and then they got in trouble for something, I kind of said, hmm, don't do that you know, but you can always learn from somebody else's mistakes. My sister, uh, Debbie, God rest her soul. I mean, she, she got pregnant at 19 and married and then divorced by 22, you know, and, and led a really rough life because of that. So we have to really think about those decisions we make because they will affect your life for the rest of your life, right? And you probably heard me say before, you know, living with regret is one of the worst things we can live with. Who wants to live with regret? I mean, that's like the worst thing, right? It's like, oh, I wish I did this and I wish I did that. And oh my God, I could have been a contender. But hey, if you go and you go for it and you shoot for the stars and you just try and try and try, and if you don't make it there, at least you can say you tried. There's no harm in that. And plus, you probably learn a million things along the way that can help you in all other areas of your life. But if you don't take that chance and you don't step out and try it out, you're never going to know. So do the thing you love. Try it out. You know, now's the time that so many people are without jobs. And I'm one of them. I usually have contract work or some kind of a full-time job. And right now, I'm in between stuff. And it's really, um, it's been grueling trying to find work. So I'm in a bad position financially, but you know what? I'm just like, I feel like crap, but I want to keep moving on. I want to keep moving forward and say, you know what? I have to get through this just like anything else. I have to get through this because once I get through it and I'm on the other side, I'll be okay. But going through, it's been grueling. It's easy to feel like a failure. But I've gone through a lot of different things in my life that have taken me, you know, start saving money. Then it's like, okay, then the car and, you know, it's... As they say in life, it's always something, right? When are you going to decide when enough is enough? So let's just say maybe it has to do with someone else commandeering your time, right? Maybe, you know, you're a people pleaser. Like, you know, I'm a people pleaser too. And you know what? Sometimes it's, it's, it's a horrible thing because we want people to be happy, especially to those people we love. And we may go above and beyond and then in the process kind of screw ourselves over. <laughs> People who just take, 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 and they don't give back, you don't want those people in your life. 
whether they're friends, family, a husband, a wife, if somebody's constantly taking from you and they're not filling you well and you're just draining everything out of you to give to them, to make them happy because you want to please them, you got to stop. Please stop doing that. Start to put up some boundaries. Start to say, you know what? I can't do that today. You're going to have to do it. You know what? I can't do this now. You're going to have to take care of it. A, you're going to make them stronger, okay? Because they may not like it (laughs) when you say no, but you're going to be teaching them how to be self-sufficient in whatever area that is, whether it's cooking for themselves, doing their own laundry, cleaning up their own room, whatever that might be. And that is important because you know what? It frees up some time for you to do something that's going to thrill you. You know, I had changed my wheels on my roller skates the other day because I said, you know, I miss skating. I was a big skater. Um, I was, you know, um, started roller skating when I was about four or five, really young, and then ice skating around six or so. And I lived in a rink. I mean, there was a rink when we lived in Bath Beach. And uh, during high school, I couldn't really go out, right? But we had the rink. And it was, you know, walking distance from my house. But I used to skate from my house to the rink. And I got to know everybody there. We spent like probably two to three years there. I would probably spend about four hours a day skating. And it was the best exercise. I was in the best condition. But I felt like even with the injuries in my body that I could still skate. So back in like 2006, uh, me and some friends, I was working at Clinique. No, excuse me. I was working at Condé Nast offices at the time. And um, a couple of girlfriends and I, I was talking about skating. And they said, oh, did you know one of the nightclubs had turned uh, on Wednesday nights into a, into a roller rink or something? So I was like, great, let's go. So I pulled out my skates and we went. And I felt like I had never missed a beat which was kind of weird because I hadn't skated at that point for about 18 years. No, Mm, close to that. So I felt that I was going to be, you know, couldn't stand up. I was going to fall, but I got on them and it was great. And I just was like old times. It took me a few minutes to get my, you know, my, my, um, my footing and stuff, but I was going backwards and I was dancing and doing all these things. And my friends were like, holy crap, I can't believe you could do that. I feel like I need to do that exercise. I feel like it's aerobically going to be good for me um, just to move my, my body, take it one day at a time. And that's what we have to do in life is take it one day at a time. So, okay, I went off on a tangent with the skating, but all I'm trying to say is that getting that thing that you'd love to do when you were younger, try doing it again. You know, it doesn't mean, I mean, maybe if it's something that's way too physical for you to do as you are right now, then don't do that. But maybe somehow you could still get involved in that in a different area, right? So maybe there's a, there's a group, there's a team, you can volunteer with them or, you know, be the big mom there who takes care of uh, whatever it is, you know, be the mama bear. Because you know what, if you don't live with passion in your life, you're going to feel unfulfilled, you're going to feel bored, you don't want to feel bored, and you don't want to be boring, you want to mix it up. So find the little things that you like in life, and start doing them and play around with them and see where it goes. You know, I remember one time I wanted to to do uh, special event planning. But um, I was, you know, my early 20s, and I started volunteering with the uh, Special Olympics Committee. And then they asked me to be on their special events committee, which meant dealing with celebrities and dealing with all these other people, trying to get them to come down and sponsor and give gifts and donations and this and that. But I loved doing it. And I was happy to do it because, you know, it's the thing I wanted to learn how to do. And here I was doing special events with 
Special Olympics, right? So the next thing I know, like I have it on my resume and every time I would go to the agency for some more contract work, they say, oh, wow, you were doing special events? Well, I've got this other job, but you know, it's going to be this, 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 and this, but you also have special event responsibilities in there. And I thought, oh, great. And I started doing more and more of them. And I even had at one point for um, this company uh, called Red Cats USA, the famous fashion department store in, in uh, France, in Paris, Printemp. Well, it was owned by Printemp and uh, Redoute, La Redoute. It was just a whole bunch of catalogs and fashion that they owned. And um, so we had 23 heads from the different countries coming in and my boss had said, hey, Marie, I want to do a private dinner. There's about 23 of us. And now, mind you, this was like two weeks before Christmas in New York City. And he said, I want a private room and yada, yada, yada. I definitely thought I was going to lose my job at that point because I'm thinking, okay, it's two weeks before a holiday in New York City, which is like crazy to try to find a space two weeks before, especially a private room. But I went high and low, looked up and down every which way that I could find. And then I even had uh, Danube, the restaurant in uh, downtown Manhattan, the chef there. Oh my God. I went for a private tasting. I brought these two women from work with me and uh, the place wasn't even open yet because it was like 11 a.m. before they opened for lunch or what have you. And um, they just kept bringing out beautiful dishes to try and compliments of the chef. I felt like such a princess, like a queen. I'm like thinking, I can't believe this is happening. This is this famous chef that's, you know, opened up the doors to me to sit here and do it. They had this beautiful private room downstairs with these beautiful wine bottles and things like that, but it was a little too small. And so, I didn't take it, but I wound up getting them on the Intrepid ship. We had the whole ship. Everybody was blown away. It was a good time. And I just love doing those special events. So if there's something that you feel that you really want to try out, try volunteering in that arena to see if it's something you really, really want to do, or you may just hate it and say, you know what? I'm so glad I'm not doing this book because I don't like it. But the only way to find out is to try, right? So don't be afraid to try something new. You know, it may just excite you. It may just lead you into something else that you really are going to get all like fired up about. Okay, my lifers, that's all I'm going to leave you with today. I just want you to lead a very happy life and be able to say enough is enough. When you're feeling like you're about to break or you just have too much on your plate and you need to just dump some of that off onto someone else and lighten the load, okay? So don't overburden yourself with too many things because you know what? There's always going to be more. So don't forget to prioritize what's really important to you and your life. And what matters most is what you should be working on. Okay, I love you guys. Stay safe, stay healthy. And remember to live happily, peacefully, lovingly, successfully, necessarily, and luxuriously. Until the next time. If you like what you hear, tell someone. If you like what you hear, be a dear and pass it on. Don't forget to stop at our website, www.lifesnecessitiesandluxuries.com for more tips, tricks, tutorials to live a very necessary and luxurious life.